friends, you are listening to What's Your Scenario podcast, giving you real answers to real life scenarios. We don't just talk about scenarios. We coach everyday people through difficult conversations to get the results they want. If you have a scenario you'd like to submit, visit whatsyourscenario.com. And now, here are your co-hosts, Lisa and Liz. Good listener friends, we're back. Yes, we are. She's Lisa. Hey, y'all. And I'm Liz. And this is season two of What's Your Scenario podcast. Now to our day one listener friends, we're so excited to be back with you. Thank you for trusting us with the scenarios you submitted last season. It was an honor and privilege to share our knowledge with you. We hope you continue to find our insights and strategies useful as we journey on this season. And to those of you that have just found our podcast, welcome. Yes, last season was amazing, thanks to you. And this season, we're going even deeper. And we're always taking new scenarios. So if you're ready to send yours over, it's free, by the way, send it to us at whatsyourscenario.com. That's right. So let's get into it. Liz, do you want to give our new listener friends the rundown on our podcast? So What's Your Scenario podcast is a radio show style podcast where listeners can submit a scenario and receive advice. I will say more often than not, we get a lot of career and work scenarios. And since we respond to what comes in, you'll hear quite a bit of that on our podcast. That said, we're here to address all types of scenarios. You don't have to have it all figured out. You can just go ahead and drop us a line. Yes, indeed. Now, disclaimer here, we are not therapists or psychologists. We are professional coaches who can support you with strategies on how to move towards a goal in your life. We're here to help you grow thrive, and remain engaged. That said, if you need the support of a psychologist or therapist, we encourage you to seek that out. Yes, please do. With all that's happening in the world, it's important that we take care of ourselves mentally and physically so that we have the bandwidth to handle all the things that life brings our way. All right. So now that we're all up to speed, let's get into today's topic, which is all about finding your tribe. That's right. Let's hear from the listener friend who submitted today's scenario. Hi. About three months ago, I was hired by a great company after being out of work for nearly a year and a half. So far, I'm learning a lot and really enjoy the projects I'm working on. However, I can't seem to connect with my coworkers. Don't get me wrong, they're nice to me in meetings and offer support, but don't always follow through. The culture at my company seems very cliquish and I feel like an outsider. Since I was out of work for so long, I don't feel as confident as I used to be. I could really use some people in my corner. What do you think I should do? Good one, right? People in your corner, that's so important. Okay, let's do a quick recap on what we just heard. I'll go ahead and take this one, Lisa. Okay, cool. 
So listener friend started a job about three months ago after being unemployed for over a year and a half. She's enjoying the work, but doesn't seem to be getting the support she needs, nor does she feel like she's connecting with her coworkers. She says that she needs people in her corner and wants to know what she can do. Well, before we get to suggestions about what you could do, listener friend, let's take a moment to celebrate you. Congratulations on getting the job. That's no small feat. And even though we're in the midst of the great resignation and one might think finding a job should be easy, it's competitive out in these streets. Very. I mean, it's hard enough searching for a job when you're in a job, but to be out of work and searching? Yeah, that takes some extra grit. And the longer it takes to get the job, one's confidence can definitely take a beating. So kudos to you, listener friend. And we also want to affirm you and name that everyone needs people in their corner in every area of life, including the workplace. Agreed. Plus, the people can and usually differ depending on the situation. So let's talk about people in a work environment and how to find your tribe. Liz and I both have plenty of experience working in the public and private sectors. What we found is that there are generally six categories of people in the workplace. And recognizing these categories can really be useful when thinking about what you need in a tribe. The first category is your cheerleaders. Those are the people who encourage you to do or try something new, but don't necessarily lift a finger to help. Mm, that's right. A cheerleader would say something like, Monica, you have strong leadership skills. I think you'd be great for the new position with the marketing team. You should apply. And that's basically what you'll get. Encouragement and maybe some inspiration, which is also important. Mm-hmm. And then you have the supporters. These are the people who will not only encourage you, but will also provide actual assistance. So if we go back to the example Lisa used earlier, a supporter would say something like, Monica, you have strong leadership skills. I think you'd be great for the position with the marketing team. You should apply. Also, if you'd like, I could introduce you to a colleague that I know in that department so you can get more information about the role. Honestly, listener friends, supporters want to see you win. You've got to love supporters. Next up are allies. These are the people who encourage you, assist you, and apply strategic action where possible or necessary to help you get it done. So using the example of Monica, an ally would say something like, Monica, you have strong leadership skills. I think you'd be great for the position with the marketing team. I recommend that you apply. And if you'd like, I could help review and update your resume. Also, since there's no way to know how our supervisor, Matt, might respond to you showing interest in this role, during my check-in with him, I could talk to him about upward mobility for employees generally and then report back on his response. That way, you have nothing to lose. Yes, shout out to the work allies out there. You are clutch. You know, I remember at one of my previous jobs, I was trying to advocate for a policy that would allow employees to freely use their paid time off as they need to. Reasonable, right? But my supervisor didn't really believe in advocating for employees beyond the minimum standards. Thankfully, I had a colleague who definitely fell in the ally bucket and who my supervisor really respected. Come on, advocacy. 
Mm-hmm. Then later, we came up with talking points and a plan where we each met up with my supervisors separately to have the same conversation, but we each highlighted different reasons why we were making that request. With both of us probing the supervisor in this way, we helped to create a sense of urgency. And guess what? What? My supervisor finally agreed and the policy was adopted. And on top of that, the staff survey that came out later that year showed that this change benefited everyone. Plus, overall productivity was higher and people felt valued. We felt so good about taking this approach and sticking to the plan, even though it felt a little unsettling in the moment, you know? Nice. Listener friends, taking on an important conversation, whether it's with your manager or someone else, might feel unsettling in the moment. We suggest that you use our rules of engagement tool to help you plan for a difficult conversation. To get your free copy, visit our website, whatsyourscenario.com. Exactly. If only it existed back then, though. (laughs) But listener friends, Lisa's right. Be sure to grab it from our website to set yourself up for success. Continuing on with the nice category of people in work settings, let's talk about detractors. These are the people that are negative and usually find something to criticize about you or your work, either directly or in a backhanded sort of way. Obviously, working with detractors can't always be avoided, but once you've identified a person as a detractor, you have the power to decide how what they say or do impacts you. So going back to the example, here's what a detractor might say. I overheard Kevin telling you to apply to the new position in the marketing department. Are you really going to go for that? They usually don't hire people who've been with the company less than four years. Also, you need really strong writing skills to even be considered for that role. And you don't write that much in your current role. Are you going to waste your time applying to that one? If only detractors would just mind their business. Or better yet, stop eavesdropping and do some work. Right? Needless to say, no one loves a detractor, listener friends. So please don't be that person. Mm -hmm. Detractors may or may not mean well, but they often speak from their own comfort zone and limited perspective. Just don't let that limit your opportunities. Agreed. So moving on, in category number five, we have the fencers. You know, the folks who ride the fence and never pick a side in any conversation. Here's something you might hear a fencer say. I overheard Kevin telling you to apply to the position in the marketing department. You could apply, but I know they keep long hours on the team. That said, it could be a good learning opportunity for you. But then again, you won't be able to spend as much time with your family. Maybe you should ask the hiring manager about the work-life culture over there. Although it could make you sound less committed. And on and on and on. You get the point, listener friends. Yeah, I can see how that conversation could be real frustrating. I could also see how it could be helpful too. Sounds like something a fencer would say, Liz. Oh, okay, fine. You got me. But seriously, you're right. Fencers can be helpful. By making a case for both sides, they actually unearth things you may not have even considered. Facts, Lisa. Now moving ahead to the sixth category of people in a work setting, acquaintances. These are the people who are not necessarily helpful, but also don't get in your way. You probably don't know them well, but you still consider them part of your professional network. 
you can ask them a question and they will provide you an answer, just not necessarily any advice or personal perspective though. They are present at the job and there may or may not be overlap in your work. Yeah, you may not notice them initially and it may be worth getting to know them more. Listener friend, give yourself some grace here. It can take time to get to know the people you work with and see them in action before you decide which category to place them in. And listener friends, there you have it. All six categories of people at the workplace to consider as you build your tribe. Great. So we've talked about the types of people. Now let's get into how our listener friend can find and get the right people in her corner. Yep. For the purpose of this conversation, we're defining a tribe as a group of people who share enough commonalities and differences in traits to support each other in feeling seen, heard, and cared for. When coaching people around finding their tribe, we recommend that you use our four-step process. That's right. And step one of the process is to acknowledge that you can't do it alone. Now, it can be tempting, especially when starting in a new position, to approach the work with an I've got to prove myself mentality. Unfortunately, that mentality can be a roadblock to seeking assistance when a need arises. So resist the temptation to do it all by yourself and seek support when and where appropriate. Now, on the flip side of that, especially as it relates to finding your tribe, you should also be prepared to offer assistance when the opportunity arises. Doing so shows your coworkers that you are invested in seeing them succeed, thus laying a foundation of trust. Now, in your case, listener friend, you've already acknowledged that you need support, so it's time to move to the next step. And that leads us to the second step, inventory. In this step, you will take stock of what you need in a tribe. Earlier in the podcast, we talked about the different categories of people you're likely to encounter in the workplace. The truth is, with the exception of the detractor, you need at least one person from each of the other categories in your tribe. We all need people who cheer us on, support, and go to bat for us, right? People who don't always agree with us and push our thinking are necessary too. So every few months, carve out time to take stock of who you have or don't have in your corner, then build or adjust your tribe accordingly. You know what, Liz? I haven't done that in a while. I'm going to add that to my list of things to do. Yeah, I did that recently and it was so eye-opening. It was interesting to see the shift from one year to the next and one role to the next. I definitely have some changes that I'm going to make. I feel you. Updating the members of your tribe is key. Now on to the next step. Observe. When building a tribe, it's important to observe the actions of the people around you to determine who belongs in your tribe. That can be informed by asking any number of questions, which include which one of your coworkers is viewed by folks as a leader, which coworker always follows through on their commitments, or which coworker takes an active interest in you. How about which coworker do you aspire to learn from or be more like? And let's not forget, what about the problematic coworkers? Keeping an eye on people's actions or inactions will go a long way in helping you determine who belongs in your tribe. Facts. Dr. Maya Angelou said it best. When people tell you or show you who they are, believe them. And also keep in mind that this is not a race. 
try to avoid feeling rushed to figure it all out. You should be looking for multiple examples, not just one or two instances of goodwill and good vibes before deciding who to include in your tribe. Exactly. And it's okay to have more than one tribe. You can have a tribe at work, a tribe for your business, a tribe for your personal life. The list goes on and on. You decide what makes sense for you. And just like that, we're in the home stretch, listener friends. So finally, we have step four, which is make your move. Now, to be clear, don't just attempt to connect with people because you need something from them. One of the values of a tribe is having access to authentic connections. At the very least, go to them with all sincerity and good vibes if you have nothing else to give in that moment. We're all looking for ways to keep our cups filled and your genuine openness or friendship may just be what others need. I'll second that. All right, so here's a quick recap of our four steps for finding your tribe. One, acknowledge that you'll need help. Two, do some inventory by taking stock of who you do or don't have in your corner. Three, observe the people around you to determine who you want in your tribe. And four, make your move to genuinely connect with those people. So there you have it, listener friend. Put those four steps into practice and report back to us on how it goes. This was a really good one to unpack. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sending us your scenario. Agreed. All right. To our other listener friends, what are some tips you have for finding or building your tribe? Share your comments on our socials. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle What's Your Scenario. Also, don't forget to email us your scenario at whatsyourscenario.com for a chance to be featured on a future episode. We are really excited about bringing you another interesting season. And if you want to build your tribe with us, join us on Patreon to be part of our community. There, you can ask questions in real time, hear from us directly, get access to discounts and merch, and be the first to know what's coming up. Also, we'll have more content coming to YouTube soon, so be on the lookout for that. And if you need additional support or want to get direct coaching, just go to our website, whatsyourscenario.com. You can schedule a strategy session at a time that works for you. All right, friends, that's our show for today. Until next time. Peace. This podcast was brought to you by What's Your Scenario? Coaching everyday people through difficult conversations to get the results they want. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app to get new episodes as soon as they're released. For more, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at What's Your Scenario? Because conversations can be tough, but they don't have to be. What's Your Scenario podcast is created and hosted by Lisa Yu and Liz G. This podcast is for informational purposes only. The statements and views expressed on the podcast are not medical or psychological advice. The podcast, including Lisa Yu and Liz G, disclaim responsibility from any adverse impact from using the information contained herein. If you think you have a medical or psychological problem, consult a physician.